Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we celebrate the holiday of Lagba Omer, which is on the 33rd day of the Omer, the 18th of Iyar. It's a very, very special day. And the Bene Isahar writes, it was confirmed to us from people who tell only the truth that the Tzion of Reb Shimon Bar Yochai, the Hilula, the Yurtzai, the day of his passing, which is on Lagba Omer, is a very joyful day. It's a supra-rational, joyful day. And so there's a question, there's a question here that, uh, that we celebrate Lagba Omer. Why should we be happy on Lagba Omer? There's a, it's a mitzvah on Lagba Omer to be supra-rationally happy. So the Beis Yosef says that we celebrate Lagba Omer because it was the day that the students of Rabbi Akiva stopped dying. So years before the death of uh, the Rashbi, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, Rabbi Akiva had 24,000 students who, who died, all of them, 24,000. They all died from a plague because they were not being, um, they weren't showing love for each other. But how can people of such stature not show love for each other? It explains that in their level, in the level of, of that they were, their spiritual level, the, the way they showed respect and love for each other was not the way they should have. And so because of that, there was a plague and they all died. And on Lag Baumer, the 18th of year was the day that they stopped dying. This is why we are like in a mourning period right now. Like we don't go to weddings, we don't cut our hair, we don't buy new clothes, we don't listen to live music, only a cappella. There's a lot of things that we don't do to remember the loss of these 24,000 students. But some commentaries disagree on the commentary of the Beis Yosef, and they say that the students ceasing to die isn't the reason to celebrate on this day. They say this is not the reason we celebrate because the reason they stopped dying is because there were no more students. That was it. It was the, la the end of them. There were 24,000. All of them died. So why would we be joyous because they stopped dying if there's, there was no more, no more students? They all died. And so we see here that they say these commentaries that the reason for our rejoicing is the celebration of the continuation of the Torah. So what happened? After these 24,000 students died, Rabbi Akiva didn't give up. He didn't say, oh, I lost everything. I lost all my life's work. I'm going to give up. I'm going to go to a, to a mountain and that's the end of me. I don't want to know more about the world. I don't believe in God. He didn't go that way. He was a person of trust and bitahon in Hashem. He was Rabbi Akiva. And so Rabbi Akiva, he went and he looked for five new students. That's what he did. And he taught Torah to these five students. One was Rabbi Meir Balanes, the famous Rabbi Meir Balanes. Then Reb Yehuda, Reb Yossi, Reb Shimon Bar Yochai, which we celebrate his yurt site on that day also, and Reb Elazar Ben Shamoa. And their lessons were recorded throughout the Mishnayot and the Gemara. This is what we learned today. So we celebrate on Lagba Omer the continuity of the Torah. Because if it wasn't because Rabbi Akiva decided to not give up, to, co to continue to have, go and look for new students and continue teaching Torah, we wouldn't be, I wouldn't be sitting here today giving you a shiur. It would have been the end of it. So Reb Shimon Bar Yochai also didn't lose 
hope and that brought him to the highest levels. So what happened was the Gemara tells us that Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, Reb Yossi and Reb Yehuda were discussing the Roman Empire. They were sitting and they were discussing the Roman Empire. And so Reb Yehuda praised the Romans and he says, look what they have done. They have made the, 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 the place more civilized. Now we have a marketplace. We have bridges. We have bathhouses. And, and all this makes life more, more pleasant and helps serve Hashem in a better way. So Reb Yossi remained silent. He didn't say anything. He said, I better not say a word from this. And Reb Shimon disgraced the Roman Empire. Reb Shimon by Yohai said, no way, he said. They built everything for themselves. They were not building thinking for the Jewish people that they have better lives. They could care less about the Jewish people. They did it for themselves. So Yehuda ben Gerim was present at this exchange and he repeated it eventually. The scholar's comments reached the ears of the Roman emperor, the Roman governor, and the Roman said, Yehuda, who praised us, should be honored. Reb Yossi, who was silent, they sent him in, in exile. They, they, they sent him to Tsipori. And Reb Shimon Bar Yochai, disgraced Rome, should be killed. And that's why he started to, he, he went into hiding with his son. He went with his son and they hid in the, in the Beit Midrash, in the, in the synagogue, and the wife of Reb Shimon Bar Yochai would bring him food and, and, and clothes and everything. But suddenly they realized that they were really looking for them, and he said, you know what, if we stay here, they're gonna take my wife and they're gonna, they're gonna treat her horrible until she opens her mouth and she says where we are, so we have to go. And that's how Reb Shimon and Reb Elazar, his son, lived for 13 years in a cave. They came to this cave, and this cave was, had a, a well in front of it, a well of water, which they drank for 13 years, and there was a carob tree, and this is what sustained them for 13 years. And what they would do is they would take off their clothes during the day, they would bury themselves in the sand to learn Torah, so the, the clothes would last them 13 years. They didn't know how long they would be there. And they learned the Torah, and it says, the, it says that the, the, the prophet Eliyahu would come, and he would teach them the whole Zohar. And that is how we got the Zohar. This is why we can learn Kabbalah, Hasidut, all these wellsprings of Torah, because Reb Shimon Bar Yochai and his son Elazar brought it down to the world in this state that they were in. So we learn from Reb Akiva and Reb Shimon never to despair. This is the lesson here, that a Jew should never lose hope, a Jew should never despair. We should know that in the darkest times of our lives are when the most incredible things come into light. Like, you know, they say after a pandemic, the amount of creativity that comes into the world is not normal. And we're seeing it. The creativity around us is not normal in every sense of the way. People, the way they, they're teaching their kids today, how they're running their homes, People become creative. So in darkness, light comes through. So we learn from Reb Akiva and Reb Shimon never to despair. Sometimes we feel like failures, that nothing significant will ever happen or come to us in our lives. But we have to remember what happened to Reb Akiva and to Rashbi. And they never gave up and they continued. And Reb Shimon Bar Yochai did when he had to escape and, and, uh, and live in a cave. He didn't lose hope. And this brought to him to the highest levels. 
And so when he came back, when he came back, when he was able to leave this cave, uh, because he heard that the Roman Empire had, uh, had come down, and he was able to come down, that emperor that was looking for him was gone, was dead, and his, uh, whatever they were going to do to him was annulled. He came out with his son, and what happened is that the son, uh, the son of Rabbi, uh, Shimon Bar Yochai, Rebbe Lazar, Everything he saw with his eyes would, would burn. People, houses, because they couldn't, he couldn't believe that there was a material world. They had been in such a spiritual cocoon for 13 years that when they saw people doing the materialistic way of life, working for a living, washing clothes, in the marketplace, when they saw this, that the sun couldn't control his eyesight and, and he would burn everything around them. And so they were sent to the cave one more year. The Hashem, a voice came from heaven, said, you're not ready to come out. You have to, to appease yourselves and, um, and realize that, uh, that, uh, Hashem, that Hashem runs the world. And so there's a story there's a story that Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai used to say that, uh, that he said that, that when they were hiding in a cave and, um, and they, saw, they saw that there was a voice that came from the heaven and it announced, it announced free, free the bird. So someone had trapped a bird and he heard this voice from heaven that said free the bird and suddenly the bird went free. And then he saw that the same bal, 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 bascol, the same voice that came from heaven, would say, capture the, 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 the bird. And the person was able to capture the bird. So, uh, so he realized that unless it was not decreed by heaven, the, 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 the Romans could never capture him. He could be walking the streets. If it was not decreed from heaven that he would be captured, he would not be captured. It didn't matter where he was. So that's what he learned from this. And that's when Rabbi Shimon realized that the Romans can't harm him if it's not a decree from God. And this is a very important lesson. It's also contained in the parasha this week. That nothing happens to us if it comes from Hashem. Hashem decrees everything. Not a, grass of, a blade of grass grows if Hashem doesn't decree that that blade of grass grows. And so Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai learned to focus on the good deeds and the virtues of the, of the people of Israel. He started to look only at the good of people, to see every little thing that they did good, that they, everything they did to do a mitzvah. Jewish people love to do mitzvahs. Even if they're not religious, they're always running to, to do a mitzvah. If they hear someone is in trouble, they all run to help that person. If they see a family needs money, everybody pitches in to help that family. If they hear someone needs uh, prayers, they all sit down and do the healing for hours. So he realized that they don't deserve to be punished. This is how Reb Shimon saves us from hard, harsh judgment. So he, he, he goes up, Reb Shimon Bar Yochai, he goes to our Father in Heaven, and he advocates for us. And that's why uh, Lagba Omer is such a joyful day, because there's no judgment that day, there's no deen. No, doesn't matter what you do that day. They're not going to judge you up there. You're, you're free. And that's why we should be busy being happy and rejoicing. Because Hashem takes away the judgment from the world. And He only looks at the good that we do. 
He's all there looking at all the good that the Jewish people do. He doesn't look, he, he turns the eye the other way. He's not looking at anything bad that we do. So I want to wish you a joyful Lagba Omer that all the goodness you do, Hashem should multiply it for you in merits and that we should uh, rejoice and be happy. And you know what? Hopefully Mashiach now, you know, finally we'll get our, our, our redemption. So remember, live a little higher. Thank you.